0: Okay, Kuftaz, on the bottom of of explaining this, price. So the Bryce had said, a case where you were, had to take off Trumas Meiser, you said you had Eser Chavye Shel Tevel of Trumas Meiser, Tomei, and you saw one was broken or was Nisgala and therefore there was snake poison in it. And the bride said you could take off Trumasmaiser from one of them, it's fine. But Pashemen Shemin So the first issue we have to deal with is are we talking about something that's gonna be never or not Never, the is there hefser or not Hefsa? We came out like a Birmia said, Kishikol Beisabad Karachale and therefore the wine is not spilling out totally on the floor. And we said we're going like Nim and we're talking about Demai, and therefore this stuff you could you could filter it out, and take out the the poison. So so you could filter to take out the poison. It's not going Considered Nevad Legamri, and even though you're taking Truman out I'm going to shoot this in Mechemiah, we said that's okay because we're talking about Demeyan, it's not a problem. So we've taken care of the first stage that this stuff is not considered Nevad, and therefore you're allowed to take Truman surmises off it. But the is still said, by Shemin, you shouldn't do it, which means we're sort of in a catch 22 here. On one hand, it's yours. But now, if it's yours, that means you're supposed to have given it to the Kayan and now you make it into truma. It's going to be lost by the kohen. The kohen going to be losing money. That's why you're not allowed to do it. So the brisa says, I'm a ten lines up from the bottom of kufta as well on the other page." If they have said coin by Shemin, you shouldn't do this because normally the kohen would have been able to use the Shemin tamei, but now that you're taking the truma trumas mice over here. On shem and tummy that spilled out, etc. He's not going to be able to use it. Maishna says, shem and you can't drink truma tmea, but you can light it. You're allowed to get out no from using it as a fi- as fuel." Okay, so therefore the kohen would lose money. So by yayin nami By yayin also, we said once you filter it, etc. It is roy for ziluf, and now you're going to take off the truma from the case where it's spilling out. And he's not going to be able to use it. So why are, well, are you allowed to do this by yayin? And we're not for the hefzid koin. Whereas by shemen, we are for the hefzod koin. Maybe you'll tell me by zilof, it's not a big deal. It doesn't really count. It's not, it's not a good use of it. And therefore, it's not considered a, a big hefzid. Truth is, it's the opposite. If you have expensive wine, you should actually use expensive wine for zilof. The cheaper wine you drink, the more expensive one you use to clean up your house and keep the house clean and neat and stuff. So you see that it's actually a bigger hefsid if you were going to use it for ziluf and you can't. Says you're right. We're talking about where it's new wine. Only type of wine you want to use for ziluf is aged wine. If it's aged properly, then you use it for ziluf. If it's new wine, you don't. And therefore, even though he could use it for later for ziluf now, or he could wait and use it for ziluf, but it's not that expensive. It's not that expensive. It's only a Hefsid muet, and we're not so concerned. So you can you can keep it around, and if you keep it around, it'll just age it by your at home. So you have a problem. We don't want you keeping around tummy wine to do zilaf with later on, because if you have a barrel of tummy wine, tummy truma wine in your house, you might come to drink from it. And therefore, we definitely don't want you keeping wine around now that's not aged. To age it, however long it's going to take, a year, whatever it is, because then you're going to have a problem having tummy wine in your house. We don't want it in your house. Therefore, because I said, you're not supposed to keep it around to use ziluf. You don't use it at all. Shemen says, You have the same problem with shemen. Normally, shemen is supposed to use for eating. This shemen, which is true with today, of course, you're not going to eat. What are you going to use it for? Ziluf. We don't use that much. I oh, not for ziluf, You're for lighting. For lighting shaman, you don't use it that much as you would for drinking, so it's going to be takala also. So, the manakle No, the shaman you could put into some sort of disgusting khli, which it makes it very not drinkable, and everybody knows to stay away from it, and therefore we're not worried if you keep the barrel of tummy, truma, shaman around for a long time. So, why don't you do the same thing about yayin? Age it in some sort of disgusting barrel, and therefore you won't come to drink it. You won't have the problem. So, the the truth is, that won't work, because if you put it in a disgusting kli, by Shem, and if you put it in a disgusting kli, you can still light with it. But by Yayin, if you put it in a disgusting kli, not only won't you be able to drink it, you also won't be able to do ziluf with it either. And therefore, the only way to do it is to leave it in a proper barrel, and you're going to keep it for an extended amount of time. It'll be asle, de, takola, you might come to drink truma to and therefore we say, we don't want you doing that, and therefore if you don't want you doing that, you can go ahead and take off this truma from the Kayan. On this case, because, the Trumas because we're not really worried for Hefsa. It's not a big Hefsa that's going to happen to the Kayin, anyways. It says the tonight. the truth is, this Nekuda, are we worried about you keeping around truma that you're not supposed to drink for an extended period of time? is actually, interestingly, between Meshan Bezo, the Sanya, a barrel of wine of Chuma that became Talmud. So, B'Shabim says, we don't want you keeping this barrel of wine around. Here, we're not talking about new wine. Here, we're talking about even aged wine. We don't want you keeping it around, because you're going to have an issue here of maybe coming to drink it. Therefore, you should spill it out. B'Shabim says, no big deal. you are not, not worried you're going to come to drink it. You could keep it around and use it a little bit by little bit to sprinkle around your house. So, says the, So therefore, what do we see? That this question of zilof actually comes out, is only a chashash. According to Beishamite, which would mean either that the Bryson we just brought is holy shit, that's Beishamite, that's one way to learn it. Other refreshments say no, the Bryson we said was talking about new wine. New wine, where you have to wait even longer to use it. You can't even use it for ziluf now. Forget that ziluf itself takes a long time. You have to age it before you can get to the ziluf. Maybe even then, Basilo would agree that it's also to keep it around. Okay, but the Gemara brings now just an, an extra point on the bride. So, I'm going to show you, I see. I have this, so I'm going to paskin. Be-b'ayist, tasa ziluf. If you're in your house, then you could wait around and use for zilof like Basil said. But in the field, if you're not in a place where you can do zilof right now, it's going to take you time and you're going to have to bring it home or whatever it is. Then you do it. Rashi says, right now you're in the field. We're not so far away from your house. your are going to bring this barrel home right now. And therefore that's going to take too long. So then you're going to paskin like that you should spill it out the Another way to differentiate, is it depends if the barrel of wine has to be aged or not. If it's a new barrel of wine, then you're gonna to have to age it and then do zilith. Then we're gonna pass like that you should spill it that we're gonna by you should spill it out. If it's an already an aged one, then we'll say that you can go ahead and do zealith now. They they to him that's a very nice logical psak. But very important say, You can't make up your own third shita. If you're a Pisic, you look at the shitas that you have. In this sheet that we have, Beishamai said, in all cases, you spill it out. You have to worry about the Takola. Bezil said, in all cases, you don't. Now, as Rashi points out, sometimes you might see a two shitas arguing that took into consideration a certain point. Meaning, if Beishamai had said, whether you're in the house or whether you're in the field, tishpechakol. And Bezil said, whether you're in the house, whether you're in the field, then you can keep it. So they addressed the concept that being in the house or being in the field or being old or being new is an issue. And they both ignored it then you can come along and make a psak that says, I'm taking this version of his and this version of his, and I'm going to make a cholent out of it. But if neither one even acknowledged that this was an issue at all, you can't just make up your own third shita. Obviously, you know, if you lived in time, you can make up any shita you want. You could argue. But if you're being a paisik, then you can't just pick and choose when you're going to apply each one. if they did not say that that was an issue that you could deal with, therefore, ain machrashlishes machras. Back into the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, If you said, I will save yours by pouring out mine and you'll reimburse me, the Mishnah says that works. Why can't he say that's an extreme thing and even though I quote unquote agreed to it, I never really meant it. Right? When you said, I'm going to you know, let my animal die and I'm going to save yours, or I'm going to spill out the wine and say, Devash, and he agreed, he was in a time of duress, he was in a time of stress. I never really would pay that much to save it. It doesn't make any sense. And if I was just joking with you. Me Tanya, we see such a Sfarah. A guy's running out of jail. He broke out of jail. Okay, so he gets, gets over the fence, he climbs down the hill, he's running away. Uh oh, he hits a river. Okay, well, now he's going to get caught. Okay, Vahaisat Mu the fun of, and there is a raft that someone takes people across the river for money going in front of him. Amalei told Din of and he says to the guy, oh, I'll pay you even a dinner, which is an exorbitant amount of money you would never pay a ferry just to get across the river. So, and then he gets across the river, and the guy says, Pay me a dinner, no problem, you owe me $100,000. Say so, No, you only have to pay for the regular cost of a ticket. Because it's not that's an exorbitant amount of money. Obviously, you never really meant to pay that money. And therefore, you have to pay, of course, the base amount, but you don't have to pay the exorbitant amount. So why over here don't you say I'm so I never really meant to pay you that much. So no. Holly, dummy a little sefa. You can't compare our case to the case of the Resha that price, Rather compare it to the case of the Sefa. What's in the Seifa? Vim Amulai told dinner Zabharchov every Rani. If he says take a dinner, and take me noisy shar me shalim, then you do have to pay the whole Amount that you agree, and what's the difference? The price is not just the words that you say; it's the context. If the guy runs a ferry and you come to him and say, "Quickly take me! I'll pay a thousand dollars," and he takes you across, you don't have to pay him a thousand dollars; you just pay him a ticket. But if the guy is not a ferry, he doesn't have a ferry. He is a fisherman. He in He's a fisherman. He happens to have a boat. And it's not his job to go take a ferry, to take ferry people across the thing. And by taking ferry people across the thing, he's losing money, because now he's not fishing. kavri made me lose the amount of fish I was going to catch during that time, once you're causing him to lose money... Then there's no question, and he agreed, then there's no question. He actually meant, I'm only willing to lose this money because you're willing to pay me this ridiculous amount of money. Here also in our case, since over here I'm losing my Hamar, I'm losing my yayin, and you agreed, then you have to pay the exorbitant amount of money. If there's no loss, then you can say, I was just kidding. But if there is a loss, even if the loss is not the amount that you agreed to pay, say even if it's just a minimal loss, but I only agreed to do any of this if there is a loss, and therefore you, don't, you have to pay the full amount. We had two cases in the Mishnah. We had the case of the Yayin, and we had the case of the Chamor. Why does it have to say both cases? When we, if we had the case of the Yayin, when he negotiated that high price, he has to pay the whole thing. be Over there, I am taking my barrel of wine and spilling my wine on the floor. I'm causing my wine to be lost. In the case where the chamar, just I'm saving my, yours, and mine just gets washed away. The memela, I didn't actually cause it. It just got lost on its own. So that maybe in that case, it's not really considered lost. I didn't actually, it's not like a shech to the chamar. I just left my chamar, and when it took yours, maybe in that case, you should not get the full price. You should only get the regular price, and not the higher negotiated price. Maybe the opposite. In the case where you don't negotiate, we say you just get the regular amount that you get paid, the workman's fee, because that's only because the Hamar wasn't lost unper- the, un- directly. In the case of where you're spilling out the wine, maybe even without negotiating, you should get the higher price. So therefore, the Mershah to say both cases, that in both cases, if you don't negotiate, you just get the higher price, if you do negotiate you get the higher price, even though one is and one is Now let me ask some interesting shahs on this What about if you say I'm going to save your chamar only on the condition that you pay me for my chamar and He says no problem, I'll pay you for your chamar We said he's, if that happens, fine What if he then jumps in the river to save the other person's chamar and he, he saves it and now he comes out, and his Hamar was miraculously saved as well. Right? So chamar, Ruben went to jump in to save Shimon's Hamar with the assumption that Ruben's Hamar was going to be lost, and therefore Shimon agreed to pay whatever it was going to cost. He comes out, and his Hamar miraculously was able to swim out on its own from the river. So now, on one hand, the, the Shimon over here can say, Well, I don't have to pay you. Your Hamar survived. In other words, he says, No, no, no. My Hamar was a goner. You agreed to pay for it. The fact that it came out, it's not my, that's our Baruch made me a nace. It was, once I was miyayish on it, it's hefker, it's gone. If it was lost, it was lost, you agreed to pay. So, me'el of Mao, amolem bishmai, rechmole, that's enechanami, it's a nace shamayim and you get double now. Shimon has to pay Ruben for his lost chamar, even though it wasn't lost, and the fact that Ruben got his chamar back, there's no concern of shivim, And we see the following story. They were going on a, a, a caravan. There was a bunch of people going in the desert or somewhere. So there was an interesting case. So it's dangerous. They had, they seemed to be, they had a nace, it sounds like. The more I say clearly. And a lion was malab with them every day. There was a lion going next to them. And the lion was not starting up with them. The lion was actually protecting them. Okay. But if you have a lion protecting you, you've got to feed it. Okay, so they made a deal. So every night they said each person has a, a time that one of your chamareb you have to feed to the lion. Okay, so the first day, Reuben feeds his lion to the his to the lion lion eats it. Second day, Shimon feeds his Khamar to the lion, the lion eats it. Third day, Levi does it, etc. Now it comes, Rav Safra's turn. Kimati is in the of Rav Safra, Rav Safra's turn to throw his Khamar to the lion. Shaddlei chamar But it sounds like the bunch of an ace. And he didn't eat it. So two points happen. First of all, Rav In the morning, Rav Safra went to make a kinyin on this Khamar that he got back, that the lion didn't eat. I'm like, Why do you have to go make a Kenyan at all? He wasn't really mafkir, the animal. As Tyson explains, he was miyayish on the animals. The difference between yiyosh and hefkir. When you're mafkir something, that means it's not yours anymore. When you're miyayish, that means you're allowing anybody to take it. But if no one takes it, then it's still yours. You can. T- you don't have to be a kinyin on it back. So I'm going to have Safra, he didn't really have to make a king on it. He did it off. But what do you see from the story that Mephoshim explained? That they didn't say to her Safra, oh, okay, well, then you have to give your hamar the next night. Right? They just said, you did your thing. You got it back. We, you were Yaitse day, the negotiations that we had over here that each person has to give a Chamar. The fact that your Chamar survived is Givaldic. That's your own Schos Meneshamayim, but you're putter from doing it again. So, you're also in our story when the Chamar got lost, but the Chamar ended up coming out of the river. That's Meneshamayim Rachmaleh, and therefore you have no issue over there. By What about the opposite Ashayla? Yored lahatzul v'loy hatzul ma. What about they negotiate this higher price? And he jumps into the river to save the other guy's Khamar, and he's not matzliach. He's not matzliach. He tried, he tried, he tried. He's not matzliach. If you didn't do what you were supposed to do then you do get your workman's fee, because you jumped into the river, you tried, that you'd get, anytime you'd hire someone to go save your animal, and he wasn't matzliach, you'd have to pay him, but you don't pay him the higher negotiated price. The higher negotiated price is only if you actually matzliach. So if you hire someone to go bring some medicine for a chayla, Okay, so Kruv is vegetables, some a, a, a cabbage, Durmaskin seems to be some sort of plum, some sort of fruit. Okay, to a chayla. So he comes, you travel however far you travel. And we're talking about Taisha's over here, where you negotiated a very high price that you were going to pay, more than you would normally have paid someone to just bring you a fruit. And the guy comes running back, however many days it took. Tommy got here. Either the mace died or Baruch Hashem the mace lived but either way he didn't need the medicine anymore so you would never agree to pay a higher price now for something you don't need so nicely, you have to pay the higher price because you negotiated a higher price even though you ended up not needing it so you're also maybe when you negotiated the higher price even though he wasn't matzliach you should have to pay him anyways because that's what you negotiated over there you negotiated the higher price for him to bring you a plum and a cabbage and he did there was no... The, 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 what changed was not the avoided that he did. What changed was mitzad the, whether you needed it or not. The chayla died the chayla got better. sheikh Over here, he wasn't matzliach when he was supposed to do. If he's not matzliach when he's supposed to do, then you don't have to pay him the higher price you negotiated. You just pay him the amount as a work. Oh. Don't know about it midbar so they were going on a, a, continuing these halachas of shayar now they so you have a bunch of people going on a, like a caravan a bunch of people on the on the way in the midbar the guys and they get attacked okay they get attacked by pirates and the way to get out of this is to pay them off Okay, so Vama guys, the tarfa, they're going to kill them, sort of. Rashi says, le It doesn't sound like they're actually going to kill them. It sounds like they're going to attack them. And the way you negotiate is, instead of fighting with us, we'll just pay you off. Okay, so everyone's going to chip in to pay them off. How much does each person pay? What's the fair way? for the 10 people in this caravan to pay. Does each person pay the same amount? This depends how rich he is. This depends how much stuff he's bringing. How do you negotiate it? So the B'risa says, So mm-hmm. Each one is according to what they're bringing, the amount of money that they have here on the, tra- the trip. That's what they have to pay. If one guy has $100,000, or one guy has $1,000, so this guy pays 10 times more into the kupa that they're going to be giving to the geisers because the geisers are coming for money. If they're coming for money, they're not coming to kill you. They're coming for money. If they're coming for money, then each person is that much responsible based on the money they have, not based on how many heads they have but if they hired someone a, to, to walk them through, they hired a guide to help them through the Midbar, so then I'll the after finish The gear says, it's not clear if that Rashi had that gear, so then you pay according to the amount of people you have when you're paying the guide, because the guide is the fascist issue. If you don't have a guide, you're not going to live and survive walking through the desert or forest, or wherever they're going. So when it comes to tour guiding, then it's the free person, not the free how much money they have. But well, if however there's a minig in this place to do one or the other if the minig is for tour guides to pay a coin to how rich you are or if the minig is for when you get attacked to pay a coin to heads if the minig is that, the minig is that you don't change from whatever the minig is so if a person's chamar gets lost everybody is watching the group of chamar over here so everybody has a I watch my chamar, and when I'm watching my chamar overnight, I watch yours as well. If I lose mine, I have to put it back in, because otherwise I'm not going to be doing a good job watching, if I'm not watching yours. So that everyone agrees to pay to reimburse that guy. Because if it was a pshia, if he didn't do a good job watching his own, then he says, you know what, my chamar got lost, I know you're all supposed to chip in to pay for my chamar, just give me the cash. I don't need another chamar. Just give me the cash. Ain't shame, Because the whole idea is, is that we want everybody to have a chamar so that when it's your turn to stay up overnight watching all the chamarim, you're going to watch your own very well, and then you'll watch ours as well. Whereas if you don't have your own, then you're not going to do such a good job. So therefore we make you take the money to go buy a chamar not just have the cash. And he has another one. He lost, he had two. He lost one. So he says, Don't buy me the second one. I'm going to stay up overnight to watch all the chamar anyways, because I still have another one. Watching two is you're going to do a better job than watching one. You joined us up here to watch two, and that's what it's going to be. Tanam Similarly, so the boat. So it's like over there. So there's a wave that's going to overturn the boat. So what do they do? What they do in that day is they have to throw stuff off the boat to make it lighter. So it should be buoyant and float on top. So now, how do you determine how you split up what you're throwing off? So I don't care how much money you have, I care about weight. So it could be you're throwing off hundred kilo of silver, gold, and I'm throwing off hundred kilo of silver, hundred kilo of nechosh, doesn't matter. The question is kilo, piles. The question is, is, is mishkal, not money. If for whatever reason they had a different minute, then you have to file the minute. If there's a bunch of boats going together, and again, they have this negotiation that if one of the boats gets lost, so then if his boat gets ruined, they all have to chip in to pay for a new boat. Ofdolei bekushia, if it was lost bepshia, it was his fault. Then I'm Then he doesn't get the insurance. Shilay bekushia, i If it wasn't a pshia, then they have to pay the insurance that that he agreed. Vempirish the bakam shen zviyos haloch and ein maminin. If he took his boat too far into the river where the river is too fast and that's what caused his boat to, lo- to be lost Then he doesn't get to collect on this insurance this, this communal insurance of course normally they would stay as close to the banks as possible so in Nisan where it's, there's a lot, it's the end of the winter season over there so that if the end of the winter season you're going to stay very close to the banks you stay one rope's length from the banks is the end of the summer where the rivers are lower you can go two rope lengths away into the middle of the river, but as with the the in Nisan he went two ropes lengths in, and therefore it was the ro- the, ro- the water was too fast and the boat sank. So that's not considered a pshia. Because it's not like he went to somewhere that he wasn't supposed to be at all. It's just he wasn't supposed to be there in Nisan. And Tishrei is allowed to be there. So maybe that's not called a pshia. If it's not called negligent, he should be able to collect on the insurance. Kavashman also, in this case, he loses the ability to collect on the insurance. He doesn't belong going in that part of the river during this time of the year. Another other. Okay, so they get attacked. One of them jumps and says, Let's say they were attacking, they were going to steal all the, the animals. And guy runs and is able to save a bunch of the animals. He takes a bunch of animals. Some are his and some of the other guys. And he takes all the animals and he hides them somewhere, whatever it is, and they don't get taken. So the guy says hits eliemsah. So, in a situation, where he does that. The assumption is, what he saved that's his is his. What he saved that belonged to the other people in the Shaira, he has to give back to those other people. But if he says before him, while he's running, he says, whatever I save, I'm keeping. Then hits liyatsmo. Then he gets to keep it all. What's the case? If all that stuff anybody could have saved it, so then afilu sefanam eliemsah. So that even if he says that he's going to keep it all, if they're not the Yayish, because they thought they can keep it on their own, there's no Yish, There's no Yayish. He can't just steal their animals. They would have saved their own. He decided to do it. It's not, it's not our problem. Thank you very much. We'll pay you. We'll pay you Shqaych. But it's our animals. You have to give it back. That can't be the Allah. If we're talking about a case where they were totally nevad, and they were going to be lost anyways, even if he did not announce his intentions, they were all nevad, they were yayish, and you could keep it all to yourself. What's the case? Three possibilities we're going to say. We're talking about where everybody's a partner with everybody else. So now when you go save it, you're really saving it, not for yourself, you're saving it for the partnership. So, so, but you could dissolve the partnership anytime you want. Okay, so now, Omar Pollock, if he announces I'm doing it for myself, all of it, which means he's dissolving the partnership, if he's dissolving the partnership, then whatever he saves is going to be all his. But if he doesn't say that, then he's not dissolving the partnership. If he's not dissolving the partnership, then we assume that he's doing it automatically, not just for himself, but the ones he's saving that belong to them, belong to them. And therefore, it just depends if he says it or not. That's Rav Amar. Or we could be talking about a worker. It doesn't have to be a shuddaf. Even if it's just a worker that you hire, normally a worker you hire when he goes to work, He's doing it for you. He's not doing it for himself. (laughs) So you could quit midday. Now, the Mavrosho explained, you cannot, if your job when you were hired is to watch the animal, you can't quit when there's a flood coming and say, oh, forget it, I quit. I'm saving the animal for myself. You can't do that because your quitting is causing the loss of the animal. I've been talking about a case here where it wasn't necessarily his fault or he wasn't hired necessarily to do this, something like that. So therefore, he's allowed to quit midday. If he does not quit, then we assume when he's saving it, he's saving it for law of bias. But when he does quit, then he's doing it on his own. You can't prevent someone from quitting. So if he quits in the middle, he's allowed to quit in the middle, and then he's saving it for himself, not for everybody else. That's a second, Terence. We're talking about a person. It doesn't have to be a shutif. doesn't have to be a worker. We're talking about what's If you can easily save it. So even if you announce that you're going to save it for yourself, they're not me. doesn't help. But when it's aidea t'chak, it's going to be very, very difficult to do. You don't even know if you're going to have sliyach. So then, if he announces, I'm doing it for myself, and Rashi says, They're quiet. And don't disagree, then we assume they agree that it's Yiush, and he could take it. But if they, he doesn't say anything, then they, when he's ju- jumping into the river to save all the animals or whatever it is, we assume that they think he's doing it for them as well, and therefore, even though it's a if he doesn't announce it beforehand and then they're not quiet, then it's going to be Lemsa and it goes back to everybody else. There have three possibilities when you could differentiate in this halach, says the Mishnah. So if you steal fields, now we hold, as we'll see in the Gemara, Karka ain't an exilis. There's no such thing as stealing land. There's no din of stealing, there's no din of returning. It's always there. Okay? But you push somebody out of their field and you steal the land, and now the king comes, the tax collector, and he takes the, the field away from the gazel. So now the nigzal has no field. So, So, if the king was going to take everybody's fields anyway, it makes no difference if the Goslin had it or the nigzal had it, so then too bad that the Goslin could say, nothing to talk about. Mashva very clearly, that if not, if the king came and took it because the Goslin owed money, then any a you cannot say even though karkin and the voshim say, it's a knas, you're a Goslin, you knas you to make you pay for the field, even though it's not really stolen. In machmas a gazlin, chayev saw acher, which sounds to me the opposite coin of the Reisha, the Gemara is going to say no. Says the Gemara of Nachman Yitzchok. First of all, a negirsa. Manatani masikin le mishdamish. Manatani matzikin le mishdamish. There's two girsas we had in the Mishnah. One with a tzadi, and one with a samakh. They're both appropriate words. Manatani matzikin le mishdamish. The We have a pasuk in in the Teichah. The pasuk says, "V'yachal to pebintecha b'sar basa, b'necha b'nezecha ashenascha hashem lecha ba u ba so, you matzik somebody that's going to be taking from him or causing you a siege or causing you tsar, and therefore you see the matzikin is a proper loshim. Mandatory matzikin in terms of stealing the king, stealing, Islamist tabish, shat that the arba, the the grasshopper is going to come eat up your whole field. With Tagamina, the Targum over there of Tziltzal is a Yachasinina Saka'o. So an arba which steals from your field, locusts and grasshoppers, whatever, eat from your field, they're called Saka'o. So you see Sakin is also a lotion of stealing. Okay, we'll stop here. we will start here. Mitzvah Shem